We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is April 29th, it's 2019, and we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Hopefully my sound is okay. Hopefully I am. Hopefully I don't sound too tired. It's been a long day at Talladega, um, in a hotel, halfway back from the track, and um, joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice of Six. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, glad you guys are rolling, made it, making it safe, and... Uh... You know, it's, a, it's another Monday slate. Got a nine gamer, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I actually like this slate a lot, so uh, de- definitely ready to uh, to dig in. Yeah, during um, Chase Elliott's press conference, I was looking at the baseball slate, and you know, spent a few minutes looking at it, and it is interesting. There's a lot of pitching options. I, that's the first thing I noticed. There's a ton of pitching options, so. Obviously, we're going to have a bunch to talk about. So, after, if, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com, sign up to the Rotor Grinders link so we get access to 
all the promos that we run with Fantasy Draft, you'll get three months of Roto-Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft as well. If you haven't checked them out, sign up through the links. They have a $10,000 home run, $25 buy-in tournament for the slate. You can only enter it 13 times. So if you're sick of playing against teams that have 150 entries, you can join Fantasy Draft and only face up to 13 teams. All right, well, let's get started. We got St. Louis at Washington, eight total. Waka against Corbin. Corbin, a favorite here at 157. Let's talk Waka first, as we always do with the visiting pitcher. Uh, what's your thoughts here on Michael Waka? Uh, I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not playing Michael Waka today. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing him either. You know, 491 XFIP. You know, 14.6% walk rate, which really tells me he's struggling with his control, his swing and strike rate down to 9.2%. Really struggling with ISO to lefties and righties. Uh, really, really struggling with lefties. So it's going to be a pass for me on Waka as well. On the other side of this game, we got Corbin, who on the on the flip side of it has started off the season really good. 3.27 xFIP. 30.7% K rate, 4.7% walk rate. I know you like recent trends, and you know recent trends for him has been he's striking out a lot of batters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he's one of my favorites. Uh, the, the one thing that uh, I, I always like to talk about is, you know, uh, guys are always like, well, you know, Corbin's, especially for today, you know, Corbin's going to face a lot of righties. Well, it, it really doesn't matter. The only thing that's, that's really going up, for righties is the walk rate. Uh, it's only by about 4% for the season, but the ground ball rate's up. And the one thing I always talk about with lefties, you know, sometimes some lefties will struggle with righties, but uh, it's it's kind of a right-handed world out here. So, you know, lefties face righties pretty much all their lives. So, uh, you know, I, I don't – unless a guy is just really extreme as a lefty, um, you know, I, I don't worry about it as much. And Corbin is kind of one of those guys. He is going to give up a little bit of hard contact. Uh, but, you know, I, I definitely think, you know, pitching in Washington will negate that a little bit. So I, I'm excited to play some Corbin. He's one of my favorites, uh, especially on FanDuel, where we're getting a, a really nice discount from Verlander, who's kind of, I, I think, going to be the de facto SP1 today. Uh, you know, on FanDuel, Verlander's 11-3 and Corbin's 9-7. I, I think on FanDuel, uh, he's definitely your your tournament play, uh, being able to get that extra money. On on DraftKings, where it's just a $600 difference, I don't feel as inclined to uh, have to play Corbin. I, I do still love Verlander and Cash, but uh, Cor I think Corbin's the play on FanDuel, you know, considering such a massive discount. I love the tournament upside for Corbin. You know, you kind of talked about it. Lefty, righty, you know, there's going to be a lot of righties in this lineup. Um, you know, we're eliminating one of the better bats in this lineup, a Carpenter and a lefty-lefty matchup. We look at Corbin since the start of last season, 707 plate appearances, 260 Woba, 120 ISO, 30% K rate against righties. But the thing that really stands out to me is even though he's giving up all this hard contact, he only has a 28.9% fly ball rate. So – it's not like he's giving up a, a ton of fly balls with this hard hit. So he's a guy that, you know, uses a sinker a lot against righties, creates a lot of ground balls with that sinker, and, you know, he's given up hard contact on it. So I like the upside. Let's talk St. Louis bats. Um, anything standing out here for you on St. Louis side? 
Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, listen, these guys have some ISO numbers. Uh, Marcelo Zou is just hot right now. He's been, been hitting the ball really well, not striking out a bunch. I think, you know, uh, even, even on a nine-game slate, I might take a one-off in a guy like Ozuna uh, or maybe even Jose Martinez, but I think that's about it. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd do anything too crazy, um, but, but those would be the two guys that, that I would look at. Yeah, I think Paul DeJong is another guy you can look at. Um, yeah. He's a guy that has a massive fly ball rate against a ground ball pitcher. There's going to be a lot of hard hits if he makes contact. So um, DeJong, Goldie's always really good against lefties, but he's more of a ground ball hitter, and you really want to target him against fly ball pitchers. So um, I don't mind Goldie, Ozuna, or DeJong, but DeJong's probably my favorite one-off from the Cardinals here in this slate. Gotcha. The Washington side of things, um, you know, we talked about Waka and his struggle with lefties. You know, like Soto was a really, really, really high upside tournament play um, on this spot in, in this slate, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. Um, you know, th- this is where he's giving up the hard contact. I mean, he's he's walking lefties around twenty percent right now to begin the season. Uh, and I mean, I know, listen, I know it's a small sample size, but. I, I love to make adjustments early, and so, you know, Juan Soto, I think he's got to be in play. Uh, if we get big country or, or or medium country, Matt Adams, who has lost the weight and chiseled up a bit, uh, if we get him today, uh, he hit a walk-off homer, you know, uh, to win the game for them against the Padres earlier. Uh, may, maybe we get a little bit of Adams and, and we can plug him in. I'm sure we'll probably get Adam Eaton. So I, I think if we get these three lefties, we should be good. I don't think Kai uh, Kai Boom will will be in play. I think Defoe will be back. So he's another guy, switch hitter, switch hitting shortstop that should be in play. So I think he'll have four lefties, legitimate lefties to face, and uh, I think that'll be enough, especially when you've got Anthony Rendon sandwiched in there as well. Uh, really, really like these guys uh, for tournaments tomorrow or today, rather. Yeah, uh, we everybody knows what you meant. Um, Rendon, obviously, in your stack. I kind of like Robles, too. He's been running. He's shown really solid power. If they're going to let him hit second, I think you can potentially maybe skip Eaton in your stack and use Robles to kind of be different. Uh, Rendon, Soto, Adams, that little, like, four-man is very much in play. Yeah, I, um, I like that, man. Uh, especially, I mean, for those of you that – Use plate IQ. Just check out his stolen base rating in this matchup. That that's all you need to know. Uh, it's up there. Cincinnati at New York facing the Mets. Tanner Rourke against Zach Wheeler. Eight total. Wheeler a one fifty seven favorite. Do we have any interest here in Tanner Rourke? Uh, not today. No, this is going to be the day the Mets go off, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um. Cincinnati side of things, do we have any interest in Zach Wheeler? Or not? he's facing Cincinnati, so the Mets side of things, but facing Cincinnati, uh, any interest in Wheeler? Uh, yeah, I, I think so, man. I mean, he kind of had a, a dominating performance, and I think we saw this coming uh, a mile away. So I, I definitely think Wheeler's on my list, especially in tournaments. Uh, you know, I was kind of talking about the, dip, the discount on, on FanDuel. Uh, you know, we get the discount on DK in this one. Wheeler's 9,300 compared to the other guys up there up top at 10K. Uh, so so I like him on a discount for tournaments. And then even on FanDuel, 
as well. You know, uh, you know the difference between Wheeler and Corbin is a, is another eleven hundred dollars, and and the guy's got the strikeout stuff. Uh, you know, he's going to face you know a few lefties, but I, I'm I'm not worried about that. Uh, he'll kind of neutralize these righties, which will which will definitely help him out. So I uh, you know I I like him a lot, and, and even the lefties. And in fact, as far as lefties right now. The K rate is higher to lefties right now to begin the season. Now, I do think that'll normalize. He's been better to, to righties most of his career, but uh, even to begin the season, you know, he, he's, he's still dominating lefties. So, uh, I, I like him here. I, I think he's got the upside, uh, and, and I'm always, you know, willing to take a discount on a guy that that has the upside versus the, the top tier pitcher. So he, he's definitely on my list. Yeah, you know, he's just one guy that we kind of want to see the walks kind of come down. Um, you know, I think that's his biggest issue right now. His ERA is around 4, 4.85, and his XFIP is around 3, 3.86, so a run better XFIP. Sierra sitting at 4.22. So it, it's, you know, definitely suggesting that we're going to see some positive regression coming from him. We started to see it in his last start, so just needs to get his walks down. Um, the one thing that kind of concerns me about that is we do have some patient hitters here. You know, Barnhart walks a lot. Um, Suarez and Votto, they walk a lot. So that's the only concerning thing, but I love the upside. You know, if he comes out and he's hitting the strike zone, he's going to be one of those guys I'll be looking at uh, who's umpiring this game. So if he gets a friendly pitcher umpire, um, he's certainly somebody I'll be looking at in tournaments. Um, is there any Reds bats that stand out to you here? Yeah, man, uh, for the very reason you said, you know, we talked about the walks. And, I mean, listen, he's up there in the 17% range. No, a 15% range uh, to lefties and, uh, you know, 11% overall. I mean, you talked about the patience. I mean, they've got one, two, three, four. They've got four guys in this lineup uh, on the season right now that, that are above 10%. Votto at 13, Suarez at 12, Barnhart at 15, Shevler at 17. Uh, those four guys, uh, you know, like you talked about, they're going to be patient. They're down there in the Joey Votto school of hitting. And uh, if anybody else in this lineup takes that approach, if he's a little bit erratic, you know, it, it could be a rough day. But I, I still, I'm still going to side with him, with the upside in him. Uh, but Votto, Suarez, Barnhart, Shevler, uh, for sure, guys, I like. And I don't mind Jesse Waker as well. If you think he's going to explode, you might as well go ahead and take the power back. So. Uh, throw in Dietrich as well. Yeah, Dietrich is the guy that I wanted to highlight. He's been hitting a ton of fly balls this year. I don't know if he maybe potentially changed his launch angle or swing a little bit to increase his launch angle in the offseason. But when we look at Wheeler this season, he does give up fly balls to lefties. So this could be an interesting spot for Dietrich if you're looking for one-off home run upside. Um, nothing really to add what you had to say. Um, you know, going over to the Mets side of things, Will, I'm going to be stacking the Mets up today. I like the top four here a lot. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Uh, you know, it, we, we know that the Mets are a better team this year, uh, or, or at least I, I know that. I mean, even if you just look at the roster, uh, you know, they've got so much. Really, I feel like they've got so much flexibility with their bats right now. You know, a guy like Dwight Smith isn't even going to see the field a lot. Uh, Juan Lagares isn't going to see the field a lot this year, unless there's an injury. Uh, so, you know, I like these guys. I, I think guys like Smith and and uh, Lagares 
or going to be more of your weekend fill-in bats to give guys a break. But their everyday hitters, at least to begin the season, the McNeils, the Alonzos, the Confortos, Ramos, uh, they got Todd Frazier back, uh, Nemo leading off. This this lineup, I, I like them a lot, especially in this spot. Um, I mean, look, look, man, Rourke has given up tons of hard contact. Both sides of the plate, fly ball rate to lefties right now, 39.4% rate. And even more importantly, the other thing I'm looking at too, the line drive rate, 36% to both sides of the plate. Uh, they're probably going to be some, some moonshots uh, out of this park today. Uh, I, 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 I like this Mets team. I'm with you 100%, Stevie. I think this is a, this is a nice upside spot for them, uh, even in a, a tougher part for run scoring. Yeah, and, you know, Cano got hit on the hand on Sunday. We'll have to see if he's back in the lineup um, or if he's in the lineup. He got hit in the hand earlier this week, too. So Yeah, he did. If he's out of the lineup, like, we might see, you know, like McNeil or somebody draw a really good lineup spot. So um, I like the lefties, but if I'm stacking the three lefties at the top of this order, I'm going to play Alonzo, too. Um, like you said, the line drive rates are really high. You just look at, like, Rorick – when you're looking at his numbers this season, the thing that like instantly stands out to me is hard to soft contact ratio is 34.7%. That's insanely high. So when you weigh how much hard contact to how little soft contact he's giving up, um, it's a spot that, you know, I want power bats and Alonzo Conforto, my favorites, McNeil, Nemo, um, just add on pieces there. Um, open at Boston, Frankie Montas, Eduardo Rodriguez, nine total. Rodriguez, 141 favorites. Um, what are we doing here with uh, Montas? Yeah, I'm going to be fading Montas today. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have a reason to play Frankie. And so because I don't, uh, he's going to be a fade. Uh, also, I mean, his price is going to be 8,300 on DK. Uh, I don't really like that price in this spot. You know, if this is the White Sox or something, maybe we think of something different. You know, I have a totally different approach, but uh, don't want to play him today. So he's going to be a fade for me in all formats. Yeah, I don't really like Montas either. Um, you know, he is a guy that, like, you want to focus when you're looking at – you're looking at, like, batters against him. You want to see how they do against fast fastballs. Um, he's a guy that – Averages on the 95 to 96 range. So you look, you know, in, in that range. And, you know, this is a team that's going to hit fastballs well. They hit sinkers well. So that's eliminating two of his better pitches and that he uses over 50% of the time. So I don't um, – I just, I just don't want to target the Red Sox. They're starting to warm up a little bit. They have almost five implied total here. Um it's going to be a pass for me on Montas on this slate where we have a lot of pitching options. It's not, we're not limited at pitching at all. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez on the other side of this game, you know, he obviously always has upside. He's a guy that, you know, definitely has upside. But when we look at Oakland against left-handed pitching this season, they've been really good. Will. Um, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm all, all about attacking Oakland in certain spots, but when we look at it, you know, what they've been able to do against lefties this season, they're top 10 in a lot of categories, um, you know, top 10 in WOBA, top 10 in WRC+, plus, top five in hard hit rates, lowest strikeout rate among all the teams in MLB this season against left-handed pitching. It just doesn't seem like a high upside spot for me. 
Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, listen, Oakland's the team. I actually, I actually kind of got let down by Oakland today against Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, man, they just, they just really let me down. They only scored, I think, four runs, and uh, just just no production held me back from winning a tournament. That's not going to stop me from having interest today. I mean, listen, man. You know, I I, I love plate IQ. I think if you pull it up, um, just. It, and just kind of excuse well, – I won't say excuse the reference, but played IQ for dummies. If you open it up and you see a team that's batting and, you know, mostly what you're seeing is green, that means they're, 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 they've got potential to do some damage. And so I, I, I like them here as well. Uh, not, like you talked about the strikeout numbers, man, it's just – it's outstanding uh, when you open it up and you see that they've only got two bats above 20%. Uh, three, if you include Mark Connor, right at 20% on the season uh, as far as striking out. Uh, love these guys. I think this is a good tournament team. Uh, I think Erod will keep the ownership down. And listen, I love Erod as a pitcher, okay? Uh, but but I do think Oakland has some upside here. If they, if they beat up Erod early, uh, you know, Oakland could really be a slate breaker. So I, I've got interest in them. Uh, you know I don't like playing chalky teams, and I know Oakland's not going to be chalky on this slate. Yeah, like I'm a huge fan of Rodriguez, but I think this is a really interesting spot for Oakland. When you get him outside of Oakland and you get him into a better ballpark like Boston, you know why are we not looking at them against a, a pitcher that is good? But they're going to have low ownership on a nine-game slate, so you know when we're looking at them, I really like the top, you know, five six guys here. Um, they're going to face like they're going to throw nine righties at Rodriguez, so just it's just going to be a tough spot for Rodriguez. Um, could he pitch well in the Oakland stack? Not do anything. He's better against righties, so obviously, yeah, he can pitch better against them. But the upside's there, and you know, I'm always looking for upside. Absolutely. Um. Boston, what are we doing with the Red Sox? Man, I, I think this is another spot where, you know, you kind of can look at these guys for offense. Now, you know, listen, Montas has been good this year, so I'm not trying to take anything away from Frankie Montas. I mean, everything from the, you know, the ground ball rate looks good, and I'm kind of looking at recent trends here. Exit velocity looks good. Hard hit rate looks good. Uh, velocity, you know, no dip in velocity. Uh, everything just looks good, uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not targeting the Red Sox in this spot today, especially with a guy like Frankie, um, and that that's just really the only explanation I can give you. You know, there there are certain teams that uh, I'm just kind of not going to target with, with middle of the road pitchers, and th this is one of them. So, uh, you know, I'm just. Not, not going to do it. Love, love the Red Sox. Ben Intendi, Mookie, Moreland, J.D. Uh, I mean, listen, these guys are hitting fastball, so I, I, I'm all over Boston here. This might be a game stack scenario for me. Uh, Boston, another team that, that gives you the plate IQ for dummies reference. Open it up. You see a bunch of green. ISO numbers are there. Wolver numbers are there. Strikeout numbers are there. Uh, and I mean, he's throwing three pitches that pretty much all these guys are, are hitting pretty well. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's not really going to be able to strike him out with the slider. Uh, you know, he's not really going to be able to get him with the sinker. All these guys have contact numbers above 80%. Their whole lineup has contact numbers above 80%. And then, you know, you look at a high-velocity fastball. Uh, all these guys, 
uh, have contact numbers above seventy mm, percent, maybe except Jackie Bradley. But I'm I'm not really worried about him. You know, you look at the main guys: J.D. Martinez, five hundred seven ISO against that pitch. My goodness! So I, I think he could be in for a rough day here. Yeah, J.D. leads my model as far as hitters go on the slate. Um, you know, he is a guy that I'm a little worried about, like strikeout rate, whiff rates on like sliders, but. When he makes contact with sliders and fastballs in that range, um, they go a long way. Like the average distance when you're looking at those two pitches combines like 326. So um, love JD today. Betts, Benintendi. Uh, those would be the three guys that I'd look at the most. But, um, it, you know, if you're playing those three, I don't mind maybe looking at um, um, Mitch Moreland. Uh, Padres, Braves. Man, your Braves let me down on Friday. It was great. Man, that ballpark is amazing, by the way. But um, Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Did, did you get to uh, – so I, I think you got to see what I was talking about, how they kind of built a little community around the stadium. It's, it's yeah, it's, man. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. Very high-tech ballpark, you know, with them being able to, like, dim the lights. It's like in LED lights. It's just crazy, but – um, good times. Got to meet a couple RG people. You know, that was really cool. We had a good time. I got my bobblehead, which makes me happy. Um, but we do have a baseball game here. It's a nine total. We got um, Margevicius against Sorka. Uh, Sorka is a 143 favorite. Do you have any interest here in Margevicius? No, not today. Uh, just, just you know, wrong slate. He, he's been pitching fine this year. Like, it, you know, he's, he's not a bad pitcher, but just the wrong slate to target him today. Yeah, and he's running into a team that's just very good against left-handed pitching. That, that's that's the biggest issue for me. Like, we we learned really fast last year that the Atlanta Braves were very good against lefties, so I'm just not going to risk it here. Um, Sorka, you know, Sorka's a young kid that, uh, again, we, we've talked about this a bunch. We like the fact that the Braves are using their younger guys, and this is a guy that has strikeout rate, um, massive strikeout upside, with this team being very, very right-handed heavy. Yeah, yeah, he, he's shown the strikeout stuff, man. And uh, in fact, I'm, I'm, I think in most of his starts this year, I guess I could look it up, but I think he's gone roughly five. I don't think he's hit six innings in any of his starts. I think he's almost hit six. I think he's been in the five to six inning range, and most of them, if I can remember, because man, I feel like he, he's yeah, he's pitched two starts. He went five. Through 85 pitches and went five and two thirds and through 109 pitches. He's just a guy that he's a big strikeout guy, so he's going to struggle with some walks when you know he should be pitching to contact. Maybe in a, in a three-two situation, he's going to try to go that strikeout. So I like the fact that he threw 109 pitches on the 24th um, against Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, that just came from from me watching the game, guys. So you know that's what happens when you watch your favorite team. Uh, like I've always been talking about, I love the fact that we're rolling out our young guys. I think it's going to help us down the line. Uh, the bottom line is this. I, I think the strikeouts are still there, like you said. Even if he goes five innings, uh, he, he's got the ability actually to not give up any runs. I mean, he's only given up one run uh, in, in in the innings. You know, he went five the first game, had six strikeouts. Uh, you know, did, didn't get the win, so he ended with 16 fantasy points. Next game went out five and two-thirds. Seven strikeouts, got the win in that one, ended with 24 fantasy points on DK. I think if he ended with that today at this price, I don't think you'd hate it. 
Uh, he's a righty. I, I, I like the stuff here. And uh, for 8,600, I'm willing to roll him out as an SB2 in this spot for sure. Yeah, the more I look at it, the more I like this spot for him. Um, I really like this upside. Uh, yeah, he's, he's certainly good. somebody. I, I was just going to say, he's certainly somebody that I, I've already – I just wrote him down on my pitcher list, and, like, I'm actually considering maybe playing him in cash games. Um, yeah. Oh, I, by the way, I know Tatis isn't playing today. There's no way he plays today. He had a really bad injury, so – we're, somebody else is going to fill in for him. It's probably going to be Urias, I think. I, I think Urias will be who it is, but I, I, I meant to bring it up earlier. I forgot, but so sorry about that. But Tatis got hurt today. Gotcha. Um, yeah, the leg injury. Gotcha, gotcha. So that takes out a, a guy that's batting 300 on the season. So that, that helps Sork even more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I like him. Um, I think the first time I saw him pitch last year, I think it was against the Mets. I, I feel like it was against the Mets uh, at home, and I, I think he did. I mean, I, I like the kid, man. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I talked about him a bunch last year. Um, yeah. I like the young pitchers for the Braves. You know, Fulte came back on Saturday. Like, Freed pitched really well. He shouldn't have pitched to Arenado. Me and Mark were laughing because I kept telling him he should just walk Arenado every time, but um, when we look at the Padres, just to be really quick, just when we look at the Padres, Ian Kinsler is the only sh- guy this season with a strikeout rate under 20% against right-handed pitching. So, yes, this lineup has gotten better. They added Machado. Reyes has been hitting the ball really well. Um, but this is a spot where there's a lot of strikeout upside. Uh, is there any Padres bats standing out to you here? No. Uh, I've got the Soroka interest today, so I'm, I'm not going to play any Padres. Just going to fade them. Yeah. Uh, maybe a hedge stack if I end up playing Sorka in cash, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably pass here. Um, Braves, I I think the Braves stack is certainly in play. Um, I don't mind maybe looking at just one offs here either. But the guys that I want to play from the Braves, like I like Camargo and Swanson. So like, depending on where they hit, maybe like an Acuna Car- Camargo Swanson stack. Donaldson to get going against lefties. He's been too good. Hit two balls of the warning track on Friday night when we were at the game, and you know, he's just been hitting everything hard this season. But I like Camargo. Like I, I don't know his price. I don't ever look at pricing before I break down a slate. But um, guessing he'll be pretty cheap. Yeah, right? he's thirty nine hundred. He was uh, twenty two hundred on Fanduel today. And yes, Josh Donaldson did hit a three run shot. Uh, today, and um, I think it was in the bottom of the eighth and, and helped us pull that game out. So, uh, it was either I, I think it was the bottom of the eighth, but um, yeah, I, I like the Braves here. Donaldson, I, I played free money Freddy today in a lefty lefty spot. Of course, he sent one out of the park at well as well. Ozzy Albies hit two today, uh, two home runs, two solo shots, might I add. Uh, it, it was just a great day for the Braves. We, our bullpen almost cost us the game. We almost let it get away again. Had two on in the top of the ninth, and uh, we were able to get Arenado out of there, thank God. So we were able to pull off the win. And I'm expecting something similar here today. Uh, Braves have been playing well. Dansby Swanson has been my guy all year. Uh, and he, he goes very low-owned at shortstop uh, because he's priced up like the rest of the top-tier shortstops. And if you haven't watched him play or looked at his numbers, you don't realize he's been playing pretty well. Now, you know, the last week or so, 
he's kind of cooled off, but I'm not worried about that. I'm going to keep playing him. And then Camargo, uh, you know, he's just still cheap. So if he if he cracks the lineup again, uh, I'm definitely going to have interest. And in, you don't have to worry about the pinch hit risk because he's hitting from both sides of the plate. All right, moving on. Hughes, Soda, Verlander, and Jake Odorizzi, eight and a half total. Verlander, one eighty favorite. Uh, what's our thoughts here on Justin Verlander? Oh, man, listen, top pitcher on the slate. Uh, I, I like him a lot here. I know that Minnesota's been playing well, but uh, Verlander just mowed his team down. I mean, and the crazy thing about it is the K numbers aren't there. Like, it's not like anybody's striking out at an astronomical clip against right-handed pitching, but the bottom line is this guy's name is Justin Verlander, and not only is that his name, he is who we think he is. He's a strikeout guy, uh, and, and and listen, elite pitchers are going to get strikeouts no matter what, what the lineup is, especially early in the season right now where he's still, a lot, still pretty fresh. So Verlander, for me, num- number one pitcher on the slate, um, you know, the, the question is, do, can I get to him in, on FanDuel? I think I can at 11-3. Um, uh, in cash, I think he's your, your cash game play for sure. Uh, like him a lot. Yeah, certainly like him a lot. I think he'll get some run support um, on the other side of this game. Like you said, he just pitched really well against this team. Not a lot of reason not to like him. You know, 13.3% swinging strike rate. His K rate against lefties has been really, really high this season. So, um, not a lot of reasons not to like Verlander. Um, yeah, like I, I don't really have any bad things to say. So uh, Jake Odorizzi, you know, we could say some bad things about him. He's <laughs> his ISO numbers are, are way down on the season, but you know we're we're starting to really see that reverse split Odorizzi again. You know, he's giving up a lot of hard contact to righties. His average, you know, exit velocity against righties is really high. Over 40% on balls hit over 95 miles an hour off of him against righties. We're starting to see those reverse splits again for Odorizzi. So I think I'm going to pass here against a very right-handed heavy um, Houston team. Yeah, man. Uh, Springer Altuve Bregman, uh, I think I think that's a three-man mini stack of the day. Uh, I love these guys against Odorizzi. And, I mean, listen – I, I think Brantley is going to get off as well. Like I just, I, I like Brantley uh, for sure. But listen, this mini stack of Springer, Bregman, Altuve, I, I think they're going to get off here. So I, I like them a lot. Everything lines up. Even though Springer and Altuve kind of have this ground ball rate thing going right now, both hitting above fifty percent, it won't matter. Odorizzi is more of a fly ball guy to righties, and so they should be able to send a few line drives out of the park. And uh, I, I like him a lot, man. So th- those are my three, four minis that uh, the, the only way I think I won't maybe have interest in these guys, the weather's going to be a little chilly. So that's why I'm kind of, for right now, I'm kind of more on the Atlanta game. But uh, if ownership creeps up, then I just won't play them. But if it doesn't, th- those that mini stack I like. And if nobody's on them, I'll throw in Michael Brantley as well uh, for, to complete the four-man. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Atlanta definitely has the best, um, second best weather on, or yeah, I think they have the best weather on the slate. Just kind of looking at it really quick, but um, their weather looks the best right now. So we'll have to see what Roth says in the morning. Um, I, I like the Houston bats. You know, ninety-two percent, ninety-two point one percent left on base um, percentage. 
for Jake Odorizzi and his start against Houston, um, you know, five days or seven days ago now. Uh, so ran really pure in that game. Uh, can he do it again? We're going to find out. So um, <laughs> certainly, certainly like the Houston bats, uh, pretty much everybody said, um, you know, always don't mind adding uh, Brantley and jo- Josh Reddick is just crushing the baseball. He's not hitting a ton of home runs, but you know, he's leading AL in batting average from what I saw the other day. Like, it, you know, I think that's kind of, man, listen, let me radar, tell you right? why I watched the Houston Cleveland game. It was the premier game today on ESPN. So uh, I watched it. Uh, uh, Erod, not Erod. Uh, anyway, they were, they were talking about what he's done this year. He got a little frustrated because last year he kept hitting the ball into the shift. So what he did over the over the summer is he worked on his, his his bat at ball placement again. So kind of being able to poke the ball around the field wherever he wanted to, based on where people were lining up. And so right now they can't shift on him. Uh, he was he basically went back to like T ball, got his hip turned in, and he's kind of really cha- he's got his swing back to where he can kind of he's he's more of a, on a swing plane, almost how Mickey's swing is. So Mickey isn't really into the. Uh, the launch angle per se, Liggy, Miggy's more of a swing plane type guy swinging through the ball. And that's what Reddick did. And I mean, it's showing in his numbers this year so far. So uh, quick tidbit. I, I learned that today just by watching the game. So that was something I kind of put in my back pocket. Didn't know I was going to be able to share it tonight, but boom, there it is. Love it. Um, Minnesota bats. I think if you're playing any of the Minnesota bats, it's, one of the top five guys as a one-off and just looking for home runs on teams you don't play Verlander. Kepler, Cruz, Rosario, Crone, Polanco. Like, I'm not stacking them. I don't think they go crazy here, but I do think that, like, Verlander's always got – he's always a guy that you can target for home runs. Um, Yeah, I think he's given up a home run in almost every start this season. So, me. Given up at least one home run in every start this season. So don't mind maybe looking at a power one-off um, against him. Yeah, and, and the thing I like about Verlander, he kind of gets it out of the way early. Like first two or three innings, solo shot. All right, great. I've given up my run. Now now I can start striking guys out. It's so funny <laughs> to me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, one of these guys will probably uh, get, get a hold of one. Polanco looks really good this year, uh, you know, it, you know, even off off of the PEDs, uh, you know, he he looks great. So I, I, I like him. Uh, I, I still like Nelson Cruz, and, and I like Rosario as well. So uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to pull the one-off trigger on this one because I do think it's going to be a little bit tougher to go home run hunting. But I, I totally get playing one of these guys for a solo shot. Like, totally get it. Colorado at uh, Milwaukee. We have Kyle Freeland against Zach Davies, nine total. Davies a slight favorite at 125. Do we have any interest here in Kyle Freeland? Uh, no. Uh, I think Kyle Freeland's coming off the DL. Uh, you guys know how I feel about pitchers coming off the DL against uh, good offenses, so I'm, I'm not. I'm just not playing Freeland today. I mean, I'm, and I'm sure Freeland's fine. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure he's fine, but I, I'm not going to touch him coming off the DL. Yeah, and it was blisters too. So all it takes is something to go wrong. It, 
you know, and his yeah. bullpen sessions have not been as long. So being Which a former pitcher, like blisters were the worst thing ever. So, you know, it's something that can flare back up. So you, you got to be careful with that. I, I'm going to fade Freeland here, and I feel pretty good about fading him against Milwaukee anyway. Um, do you have any interest here in Davies? No, I, I don't want to play Davies either. Uh, you know, I think this is something that's flying under the radar because for some reason, and I, I get it, but we don't like to play Colorado out of Coors, and I I don't mind playing them outside of Coors. They play really well in Atlanta. I mean, they, they put up, I think, seven runs today. Uh, I think they put up six or seven yesterday. I know it was Atlanta, but they're, they're going to another hitter's park here, and Zach Davies doesn't give up a lot of home runs, but that doesn't mean he's not going to give up, you know, just runs on doubles and singles and triples. So I, I like the Rockies here for sure. I'm not playing Davies. Yeah, and when we look at Davies on the season, his strikeout rate against lefties is lower than his walk rate. He's been walking a lot of lefties, giving up a lot of fly balls to lefties. Um, you know, like you said, he's kind of been able to limit the hard hits because he does throw a lot of sinkers. So, you know, obviously you want to look at how this team does against sinkers. And, you know, Blackman, Story, Arenado, Dahl, the guys you expect to do well against sinkers have done well against sinkers in the past. So certainly um, the Colorado bets here. And Daniel Murphy got it going. You know, he always crushes the Braves, but he finally got it going. So might want to, you know, continue to ride that hot streak. But he put up a really good series. In Atlanta, um, what are we doing with the Brewers bats here? Oh man, um, th- this is another tournament team of the day. Uh, up and down this lineup, they're back at home. Uh, you know, there's a running thing out right now that Yelich can't hit home runs out of course. I mean, out of uh, Miller Park. Well, they're back at Miller Park. Uh, you can probably almost line up a home run today. So I, I, I like Yelich in this lefty lefty spot. He's expensive. You got to pay for him. Uh, you know, you got to pay to play with him. Uh, Grandal looks outstanding today uh, from a tournament perspective. Everything's lining up. Uh, really like him. And then if Perez cracks the lineup, he should be good as well. Uh, so I, I really like these guys. And I'm sure Ryan Braun's going to play. They, they usually always play him against a lefty. No, no reason for them to sit him in this spot. So the, these guys are going to have a good lineup here. And uh, I'm expecting them to, to score some runs for sure. Um, yeah, and don't forget about uh, Lorenzo Cain. He's been good against left-handed pitching his whole career. So, um, yeah, I, I like Milwaukee. Cain's been playing good defense this year. I feel like every time I turn on MLB.com, he's got a top 10 catch for robbing someone of a home run. It's just – it's amazing. He's been playing such good good prevent, prevent defense this year, saving his pitchers from massive uh, home run balls. Just, Just been playing well. Baltimore at Chicago. We got John Means and Manny Benuelos, um, eight and a half total. We just saw these teams play each other, and we just saw these two pitchers pitch against each other. Benuelos is the, the one. Um, the thing that I found interesting when I was looking at this game was I did pull up the pricing on these guys, and their prices went up a lot. Both of them, you know, we're looking at John Means who. Went from 5,200 to 7K on DraftKings. And Benuelos, who was 7K in his first career start and went up to 7,500. So he didn't go up as much. But, 
Both these teams kind of struggle with left-handed pitching. Uh, do we have any interest here in John Means? Uh, maybe, I, I think I'd actually side with Means over Ben Welos in this one. Uh, ben Welos only went four innings the last game. Now, maybe he goes a few more innings this game, or maybe one more inning. I mean, he threw 71 pitches. Maybe he gets up to 80 pitches this game. But I, I do think I'd have some interesting means here at 7K. I think if you're if you're really trying to load up on the bats, I, I think he could be a good play. Uh, you know, I, I like the pitch count for this for for this price. So if if they're going to give him 90 pitches at 7K, and you know he's got some strikeout stuff, I'm more than willing to pay 7K for means in this spot. Yeah, when we look at the projected lineup uh, against left-handed pitching this season, 27.4% strikeout rate, 142 ISO. Jose Abreu has been really the only guy that's been crushing left-handed pitching. So it's a good spot for Means. You know, he pitched well in this, in this game last time. You know, he obviously can go out and have another good game. You know, yeah. 22 at 7K is still fine. You know, even though he only put up 22 at 5,200 last time. Um that was his first start in a while, too. He had been working out of the bullpen. Both these guys have kind of been working out of the bullpen. So kind of expect them to go a little bit deeper in this game as well. Ben Welos, we look at Baltimore. They're one of the worst teams in baseball this season against left-handed pitching. Um, you know, they're 23rd in Team Woba. They have a 25% K rate. Their hard hit rate is 26.5%, which is the lowest in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. So... It, you know, if you think he is going to get more pitches in this game, you know, with that being his first start and kind of working out of the bullpen, maybe he goes like 80 to 85 in this spot. Um, I think he has some tournament appeal here. Yeah, I, I, I don't like him at this price. I think if he was if he was at 6K, I think I'd be a little bit more interested. I just – I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm still afraid of the pitch count. Maybe, maybe he goes a little deeper. That's what I'm, I've got, I'm thinking he's going to maybe go 80 pitches, um, which I mean, look, I know it's only a 10 pitch difference between him and Means. If I'm talking about 90 pitches, but Means is also 500 cheaper. So I think we're going to pass on Ben Wales today, even though I do think he has the stuff. I just, I'm still slightly afraid of the pitch count. Um, let's talk Baltimore bats. What's standing out to you here for Baltimore? Uh, nothing really. Just Trey Bensini. Uh He's the guy that's going to uh, stand out pretty much all year. Uh, I mean, one of the best hitters on this team. So I, I, I do like him. Uh, I, I'd be willing to play him as a one-off for sure. Yeah, I'm probably going to end up playing Stevie Wilkerson in cash games if he's in the lineup. He's 2400 over there on DraftKings. Um Extremely cheap, you know. It, it just comes down to that. You can play him at second base or outfield. Twenty four hundred. You know, sign me up. Um, switch hitter. So if he's in the lineup, you don't really have to worry about him getting pinch hit for. Well, at, at this point, if he's in there, I don't even care where he hits. Like he's just twenty four hundred. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I got a chance to play him. I think on one of his first starts, last the last start or two starts ago, three starts or whatever it was, when he hit a bomb that day. And 
Uh, I, I'd be more than happy to play him again. It's just the price is too cheap. And I, I think even on fantasy draft, I think he was around 3900 on fantasy draft that day. Just too cheap. Uh, he, he's got to get at least priced up to 3K uh, to make this thing interesting. So I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, this is a dude that, you know, before they called him up, had a 352 Woba with a 106 WRC+. Plus. Um, not a big power guy. But, you know, looking at his minor league numbers, he really hasn't strike, struck out like a, at a large rate at AAA. So 360 Woba in 20 starts last season in AAA, you know, 352 Woba in 15 starts this season. So he's definitely been a guy that can put the ball in play. So 2400 for me, it's just too cheap. It, it makes it really easy to fit in Verlander and another, you know, strong arm. So um, certainly looking at Wilkerson and Cash, Mancini, like you said, those would be my two favorite plays. Um, don't mind ever punting with catcher if um, Sucre or Severino's in there. Uh, the White Sox side of things, you know, they're a team that, like, they're going to strike out a lot against left-handed pitching, but they still have a lot of power against left-handed pitching as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I don't want to play any White Sox today. Um, I, I'm going to trust Mr. Means here to go five to six innings. And keep these guys at bay. Uh, one of their better hitters this year, uh, Mr. Moncada, is better against righties and lefties right now. So I, I think that's going to help us out. Now, listen, the Braves just been fantastic. So uh, Tim Anderson has been, been great as well over, overall. Overall, not necessarily lefty righty, but just overall this year. But I, I don't think I have to play the White Sox here. I think the weather is going to be in Mises' favor. So I, I'm really interested in just not playing these guys at all, and I'm just going to take means and take my chances. I'll tell you one thing. They're going to be low-owned today on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft with these price tags. They're extremely expensive today. Um, yeah. So they're going to be very, very low-owned. Tampa at Kansas City, um, I don't even know the pitching situation. Like, we, we – we know it's going to be an opener, and it's probably going to be Torinos who comes in, uh, but it doesn't. We have no idea what's going on here. So, um, and then Brad Keller is going to be unsuspended. He finished his suspension, so he should start here on pretty much normal rest. Um, do we have any interest if it's going to be Torinos? Um, do we have any interest in the race pitching? No, not today. Uh, and, and I mean, I don't, I don't have anything against Chirinos, but I, I, I don't think I need him today. And that, that's really what it boils down to. We've got too many pitchers uh, for me to even have to think or worry about playing Yanni today. So I'm just going to fade their entire pitching situation and j just stick with the guys that I like that we've some of the guys we've already talked about. Yeah, um, I, I'm perfectly okay with that, Yanni. Just started against this team in his last start, you know, allowed six hits, three home runs. <laughs> like, um, you know, they, they, they put they put it on him a little bit there. Brad Keller. Um, Brad Keller is a guy that doesn't typically get blown up. Um, is that the best way to put it? Like, I think that's the best way to put it. Um but, like, his XFIP, his walk numbers, his exit velocity, all this stuff, like, suggests, like, teams should be pounding him. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I think it's coming. Uh, I think a pounding is coming sooner rather than later. Uh, even if we don't get it 
today. I, I think it's coming. But I, I, I do think uh, the Rays are a team you can take a shot on. You know, when I, you know how I feel about recent trends and you know how I feel about seeing numbers like that. And uh, so I, I, I think it's coming. When, I, when I'm looking at the recent trends here, the fly ball rate is up, the line drive rate is up, the infield fly ball rate is up, the hard contact is up. Average distance, Stevie, is up 38 feet. Average exit velocity. Listen to this. His average exit velocity, and this is air exit velocity, not on the ground. Air is up to 97.3 miles per hour. When, when I see numbers like this, I, I start hopping on board. So Tampa Bay, I, I'm, I'm going to definitely be getting a, a crazy exposure to them in this spot. Um I, I like it a lot, man. His, his swing and strike percentage is down. Outside swing percentage is down. Um, he's getting behind in the count. Only 2% more. But everything that I'm looking at suggests that Keller is on his way to a massive beatdown. I love the Tampa Bay Rays on this slate. Yeah, and the power righties are really interesting. You know, Diaz and Garcia, don't forget about those guys today. I, I think they both have a lot of upside. And I don't know, like, if they're necessarily going to be as high-owned as maybe, like, Troy and um, Lau. Um, you know, Fam Fam's obviously going to get ownership when people are using Tampa. But another thing that's kind of interesting is, like, on this nine-game slate, we have a lot of offenses on, on top of a lot of pitching. So um, I don't know if I'm necessarily even going to start to worry about um, ownership on this slate. So... Um, do we have anything else from the Rays? Um, if not, let's talk some Royals here. Yeah, uh, Royals, I mean, I, I, I like them as well. I'm not as high on them as I was Saturday. Uh, loved them Saturday. Man, they hung a number Saturday, which was great. Uh, just, just not as interested today. Um, I, I've got, you know, my favorite offense is coming up next, and um, I think, yeah, that'll be it, but um, I, I've got enough offense, so I'm just I'm just not playing the Royals because of all the other offenses that we have available. Um, I, I mean, I, I still like them. I know that oh, Mr. O'Hearn is still you know priced at a fantastic price. I mean, he's thirty seven hundred on DK man. Just he's still too cheap. Still too cheap. Uh, you, you hop over to Fanduel. You want to know what Mr. O'Hearn's price is on Fanduel? It's twenty seven hundred. He's still too cheap. So guys like him, uh, you know, I, I think they're perfect one-off plays, perfect fillers. You know, maybe you're building your stack. Maybe you don't have a first baseman. I think he's a guy that, that you plug and play. Um, and so he's, he's a guy I like for sure in this spot. Yeah, and, you know, we got to talk about Hunter Dozier. I've completely done a 180 on this guy. Um, just absolutely just continues to produce each and every night. Um, always a double – Always a multi-hit, um, you know, threat. Always a home run threat. Like right now, dude's almost hitting 350 on the season. He's just absolutely crushing the baseball. And righties, lefties, it doesn't matter. He's hitting everything right now. So um, I, I think he's another guy you can look at when you're looking at this, um, you know, team. Alex Gordon. Oof. Maybe if you're playing O'Hearn, you can make a nice little three-man with Gordon, Dozier, and O'Hearn. They bat right there together. Those are the three. Um, bats that I have the most interest from the Royals. I don't think I'd go out of my way to stack those three, but if you're looking for a contrarian three-man um, to build with maybe a more popular stack, um, I don't think they'd be too highly owned here. 
Yeah, I, I love that call, man. I mean, they, they've been fantastic, so I, I like them a lot. Well, you just like playing Alex Gordon, so of course you like it. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I don't. I, the pri so price in baseball to me isn't as relevant. It's just more. It's just relevant for lineup construction, not necessarily for production. I mean, he's up to four K now on FanDuel, so you know he's priced like some of the heavy hitters, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, so so now I've got to think about it a little bit more. And then on DK, he's forty seven hundred. So you know, you've got to think about playing Alex Gordon. I mean, I was getting Alex Gordon at three K, thirty five hundred. You know, thirty eight hundred. Now he's up to four K, forty seven hundred on DK. So I've got to think about it. I can't just plug and play like I've been doing all season. All right, last game here: um, Dodgers Giants. Kenta Maeda against Jeff Samarja. Seven and a half total. Kenta Maeda is a one forty one favorite here. Um, talked about Kenta Maeda in his last start, and. Um, Man, like you know, you're watching the you're watching the game, you're watching the start, and you're you're just like this dude is getting so unlucky right now. Um, he gave up six earned runs, you know, at Chicago in that game, and I made a note to kind of go back and check um, that game, and he had a four sixty two BABIP in that game. Like, just everything was going wrong for him. He did give up some home runs, so like I don't want to just blame it on BABIP. Like his, his xFIP though. His XFIP was 4.79, where his ERA in that game was 13.5. So a lot of stuff was going wrong for Kenton Maeda in that game. Much better matchup here against the Giants in San Francisco, um, one of the best pitchers' ballparks in baseball. Do we have interest here in Kenton Maeda? Yeah, I think Maeda's going to be a fine play today. He, he's not the top of my list by any means, not because he's a bad pitcher, but just because I've got about four or five guys ranked ahead of him. But, you know, when I look at the underlying numbers, I look at the recent trends, nothing's jumping off the page, exit velocity's down, average distance hit is down, uh, you, you know, the ground ball rate is right where it should be, fly ball rate is right where it should be, line drive rate isn't astronomical. Uh, in fact, he's lost a few feet off of the distance here in the recent trends. He's lost a few miles per hour in the exit velocity. So I think every, everything's going right. Uh, he just, you know, had a little bit of recent batted ball luck and, so I'm I'm not really worried about it. I I, I think he'll be fine in this spot, especially against San Francisco, uh, a team that's you know just not good. The ISO numbers are down, and and so I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, like I think my issue with Maeda today is, I think he's perfectly fine. I just think Verlander, Corbin, Wheeler, Sorica have more upside, and you know I kind of want upside. When I have four guys with more upside than him, and you know, in the same price range, so Maeda is a guy that is probably going to put up twenty fantasy points here. But I think guys like Corbin and Verlander and some of these other guys, you know, have the ability to put up like twenty-five to thirty. So Maeda is fine if you want to put Maeda in cash. I don't. I don't even think I would hate that. So um, zero interest in the shark. No, no, and, and listen, I, I, I don't want to hog up talking about the shark because I'm absolutely not playing the shark today. Uh, I, I know this is a hitter's ballpark, and I know the shark is kind of he's kind of surviving because he's out there in, in in San Francisco. 
Let me just give you a little bit of stuff here on Jeff Samardi so you'll know why I'm so interested in the Dodgers before we get there. Everything is pretty much up for Samardi except the ground ball rate. The hard hit rate, Stevie, is up 20.8% in the recent trends. Guys, please check out recent trends and play that IQ. It's something I look at every day. Hard hit rate is up 20%. He's at 53.3% right now, uh, last 30 days. Infield fly ball rate is up. Fly ball rate is up. Uh, line drive rate is up. Just a, a fraction. Average uh, exit velocity is up. Air exit velocity is up. Hit distance is up. Air distance is up. I mean, the ideal hits are up. Well hits are up. Get he, and He's behind in the count uh, about 30% of the time now, past 30 days. I... I like the Dodgers. I think Samardi's on his way to a beatdown. You know, I know we're on, we're not talking about the Dodgers yet, but just want to give those tidbits about Samardi. As you can see right now, I have two teams on my list that are really jumping off the page to me based on recent trends. That's Tampa Bay, and the next team is going to be uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I'm not touching Shark with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I talked about – JD being my in my model like the top player today and like I, I factor in a lot of batted ball data into my model nowadays and the second and third guys are Bellinger and Jock Peterson so mm. while I don't love the ballpark for lefties um, it's a it's a really tough ballpark but like their batted ball profile here is just phenomenal. Um, you know, Jock's strikeout rate is way down this season compared to years past. He's crushing the baseball. He's batting leadoff. Like, what really what's crazy is, and we kind of expect Justin Turner to get going eventually, but, like, Turner is the guy that, like, I'm worried about, like, ruining this stack and just, you know, being a momentum breaker. So, and, and like, it's really Turner when you're stacking the Dodgers and he's hitting in the third spot right between all those guys. This is like one of those spots where, you know, you're playing him, but you're still waiting on his first home run of the season. And like his upside's just been very limited this year. Thank you so much, Stevie, uh, for that soliloquy. You have just guaranteed Mr. Turner to hit a home run today. Fire no him problem. up right now. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I, I get it. You know, it's fine. Oh man, listen, I, I just so so. This is today is one of those days where I'm 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 going to play the odds. Did you want to say something, Stevie? Before I get no, going? I was going to say I, I hope this Muncie plays and turn gets a day off or something. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to play the odds here. I this is a terrible ballpark for for hitting. And when I, by terrible, I just mean pretty much the worst in baseball. Just it's really, it, it, let's just be realistic really quick. It's really hard to hit home runs in this ballpark. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. But today I'm willing to say I, I don't care. Like, Shark is awful, or he, he's gotten worse over time. Don't want to call him off. He's gotten worse over time. And the Dodgers' trajectory is up, 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 up. I love this team for tournaments. I don't think they're going to get any ownership today out in that ballpark. I, I, I think this is my tournament team. They're still really expensive. So, you know, it, no one is going to be rushing to play Cody Bellinger at 5,700 in San Francisco. No one's going to be running to play Jock Peterson at 4,900 
in San Francisco. AJ Pollock is 3,600, still too cheap. I think he'll get going. Corey Seager, 3,900. I think he'll get going. Justin Turner, 3,600, man. 3,600 on DK. So even though you'll be playing the top two bats that are really expensive, you're going to have the other three or four guys that are going to give you massive salary relief. I love that when I'm building stacks, when I've got guys that are expensive, but I can negate that, you know, and kind of bring the average stat cost down when you got guys in the 3K range. Man, I'm all over the Dodgers today. Uh, I'll have them for sure. And, you know, we, we always – we love home runs. And, you know, that's obviously a big thing. And when we think about Oracle Park, you know, San Francisco, we, we know the home runs are way below average. The thing that stands out to me the most is triples and doubles, for the most part, are above average. Um, lefties, it's on the double side, it's closer to average than anything else. But triples, way above average in, in this ballpark. And, and that really has to do with the ballpark design. Um, so, yes, home runs matter. But the flip side of that is just because we're not hitting home runs doesn't mean we're not scoring fantasy points. If they're, if Sharks not throwing the ball by anybody and we're getting a lot of balls in play, like triples and doubles go up here. So if we have – or I said it backwards, by the way. Right-handed bats, the doubles go down. Lefties, the triples and doubles are above average because they have that massive right-center gap out there. And if you hit it into that gap, um, you know, Jock, Bellinger, all those guys um, – you know, have just massive upside, just not even hitting home runs, but hitting into the gap. So um, just wanted to point that out that, yes, home runs matter. Home runs are important. But if my guy gets, you know, a couple doubles and some RBIs and scores some runs, he's going to, you know, match those home runs. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I'm with you 100%. Uh, hitting is good, too. Compliments once again to the great Dave Potts. Yeah, hitting the ball is very important. Um, you can always go on Rotor Grinders and under MLB Tools, see ballpark factors. Um, always really important to know which ballpark does what. Um, <laughs> and it's so, built into Slate IQ now, too. If, you know, if, if you're in there, it's built into Slate IQ in the context report, I believe it is. There you go. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then I'm going to bed. I mean, we're going to get out of here. Um under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, which which guy you got here? Man, I'm going to go with Mr. Means today. I, I like him a lot at this price. So g- give me John Means. Yeah, I'm, I am I think I'm kind of forced here to go Ben Walos. Um, I think he's the other guy that like has that upside in the slate. So, um, you know, not a lot of K pitchers down in this bottom range today. A lot of um, – a lot of ground ball guys that we're going to be targeting, you know, pretty much. So, um, over 8K, who's your fade not to get 15 DK points? Uh, g- give me Montas today. I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll, roll with Frankie Montas. Yeah, um, like I said, I think my is pretty safe, so I don't want to go there. I, I really think, like, if I'm going anywhere, it's going to be Erod. Um, and we kind of talked about maybe potentially stacking that game, so – I think Erod, um, Eduardo Rodriguez would be my answer there. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got today? Man, give me Cody Bellinger. 
in that bad ballpark. Uh, I like him a lot. I, I think I think he's going to send one out of there. Yeah, I'm going to go with J.D. Martinez. Um, like I said, he's batted ball profile, one of my favorite players on the slate. So um, he's expensive, but I don't want to forget. You know, I don't want to forget. I think I, you know, I have a good odds to get a home run there. Yeah. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your guy? Man, uh, we've got a fair amount again, I think, uh, just me personally. I'm, I'm going to go Mr. Justin Turner, man. He's 3,600. Um, you know, my other guy would also be in this game, but but give me Turner, and uh, I, I, th- I think I think he's getting two today for sure. Yeah, the, the great thing about Turner, even though he's not in home runs this season, he's not striking out. He's putting the ball in play. Um, so, obviously, I, I, I don't hate that, that one. And put him in my stack. Um, my guy today is hopefully hopefully he draws the start, which he should. Johan, 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 Johan Camargo. I think it's uh, Johan. Is it Johan? Johan. Yeah, my Johan. Aye, um, Johan Camargo. Um, he's my guy for two hits today. Um, I really like him against lefties and um, multiple hits in two of his last four games. Yeah. Um, who's your stack to score six or more runs on this slate? Oh man, I'm I'm gonna have to stay on brand, man. Uh, I, I've got a couple. I, okay, I was I was gonna go with the Dodgers, but I think everybody already understands that I like the Dodgers today. My next team, g- give me the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I like them to score six or more today for sure. All righty. Well. I am going to take your favorite team with my six or more runs. I really like the Braves today. Yes. Um, I, I think this game is going to be really high scoring, um, and it's going to be a lot on the Braves side. Hopefully, Sorica can go do his thing. Um, and I think, like, just looking at it, it's going to be like the mid '80s um, to start this game. Hot Atlanta, man. You know, this ballpark was made for Atlanta, so um, I like the Braves today. I'm going to take them for six or more runs. Uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man, I'm good to go. Great, 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 great uh, pod today. And, and glad to be able to come on yet again. Yes, sir. Always like having you on. Always like breaking down slates with you, getting your thoughts. Um, always good times here. So uh, appreciate you working with me and uh, working with my, my crazy on the road schedule uh, today. I know, you know, you um, being, a, being a dad, um, Got a crazy, you know, get to get up early. So I appreciate that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Um, you know, shout out to you. You know, speaking of being a good dad, I hope you um, had a blast with your daughter at her first game. We'll talk about that on a smaller slate, but um, hope, hopefully she had fun. So we'll be back tomorrow. Um, good luck in your contest. And we'll see you guys then.